Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. Why a noise gate? Good question. You probably know the answer already. You've got an instrument with a single magnetic coil pickup. When you're touching the strings, it's pretty darn quiet. And when you're playing, it sounds like what you want. Then you take your hands off the instrument and you hear noise through the amplifier through the PA, or if you're monitoring and recording, through your headphones. Touch the guitar, and it gets quiet. Or, let's say you're playing, and you move towards something that generates a magnetic field, like a lamp, or a speaker. And even if that device is not powered, particularly in the case of the speaker, there's that noise that sounds like a hiss or a hum. Or you've engaged your favorite distortion, overdrive, boost, fuzz, or even a compressor, and you're starting to hear that noise again when you aren't playing. When you're playing, that sound overrides that bass noise level, but it's still there. You start to worry that there's something wrong with the instrument, with the pickup, with the cables, and it drives you nuts. Patience, listeners. You've just identified the need for a noise gate. While there are other things that you can and should do to control noise, like use isolated power supplies and even clean power providers like a Furman power conditioner, you can't change physics without changing some other things. We're all aware that humbucking pickups exist as two single coils with their magnetic poles in opposition. This cuts noise at the pickup level. Say a big round of thanks to Ray Butts and Seth Lover for their inventions. And what's fascinating is they both did their inventions completely independently, achieving a similar goal. Now, humbuckers are great, but you want the sound of a Telecaster, a Stratocaster, a Rickenbacker, or one of the old single-coil-based Gretches. Or maybe you've got one of those 1960s acoustic with that ugly single-coil pickup mounted across the sound hole. Single coils have their own sound, and while we can buy four-wire humbuckers that allow for coil taps or coil splits, they still don't sound the same as single coils. We can even get noiseless single coils, but these are what some of my luthier friends call toneless single coils. What would be perfect is to hear the instrument when it's being played, and not hear it at all when we aren't touching it. One solution to this is the noise gate. Recording studios have noise gates as rack effects, or as plugins in the DAW. But if you're playing live, those wonderful things really aren't much help to you. We need something that we can take with us, perhaps have mounted on a pedal board with controls that we can tweak because we may use other pedals or different guitars, different pickups from time to time. From a wide coverage perspective, Boss did it very successfully with the NS1, which has long since evolved into the NS2. We find noise gates from TC Electronic, Electroharmonics, MXR, ISB, and a number of white-labeled versions manufactured in a single factory but with different names on them. These pedals will come with from one to three controls. The most important control you're looking for is called Threshold. You adjust it for the instrument and pedal effect string so that the gate engages when you need it to and disengages when you don't. A pedal that has an LED that shows when the gate is engaged 
and when it's not, is in my opinion a necessity so you can get that threshold setting where you want it to be. The next control you will sometimes see is called decay. And this determines how quickly the gate releases when it gets a signal that you want. You don't want the gate releasing long after the next note or chord is already passed. Sometimes decay is set via a switch. Personally, I prefer a potentiometer for controlling decay. The third control that you may find could be labeled attack or damping. It basically sets how hard the gate hits. Some metal players want a gate that slams really hard and fast because it contributes to their musical goal. But in general, players want a gate that attacks quickly but smoothly, so it's not immediately obvious that there's a gate there at all. In fact, the consensus is that a well-performing gate is invisible to the listener. Invisible audibly, obviously. For this reason, I prefer noise gates with three knobs over those with less. Some noise gates are just simple gates, while others will have multi-band sensing, so while there are the same number of controls, the device responds according to the noise frequency band and will manage the gate separately for these different bands. The TC Electronic Sentry model does this, and it also supports their proprietary tone print function, where you can download presets from your smartphone through your pickup on your guitar to the device. I own a couple of sentries myself, and I use them exclusively in the multi-band setting. For myself anyway, I've never used a tone print preset on any of mine, and I think they work terrifically. The final question to ask is where in your signal chain the gate should go. In general, place your gate right after your boosts and overdrive distortion fuzz pedals, but before modulation, delay, and reverb effects. Some noise gates even have a dedicated send return effects loop built right in, so you can isolate those noisy pedals into that effects loop. Again, the Sentry is one example that offers this. There is no one gate goes here answer, so you may have to do some experimentation on your part to find the best solution for you. A noise gate is one of those pedals that gets no attention until it's needed and goes completely unnoticed when it's doing its job. They are fairly sophisticated bits of kit, but you can find a really good one for under 200 Canadian dollars. As always, thanks for listening, and until next time, peace. <laughs>